Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand new 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be watching you. Are you tired of being tracked online? There's a simple solution. DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more, all for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with the push of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. Bradford Show. That's my open? That's what they used to call me, Swivel Hits Bradford. That's my open. I'm okay. waiting for you to so justify what? your stupid opinion. Bradford Show. That's delicious. You remember Mike Napoli, 2013, 23 home runs, 842 OPS, huge beard, world championship, then celebrating that world championship by walking shirtless down Boylston Street. A couple of years later, he was gone. He was out of Boston, blown things up. He was over to Texas. And a couple of years after that, now he's back with Texas for a third time. Well, we caught up once again with Mike Napoli, and he's been on the show a few times. He's always good, always insightful, always honest. We get a little bit more into the behind-the-scenes of Mike Napoli in Boston, which is pretty good and pretty entertaining, uh, as well as some untold stories of when he was actually with the Red Sox and the fact what he thought of the clubhouse when he was here and what he thought of the clubhouse when he was on his way out and what he thinks of really the Red Sox and Rangers clubhouses right now as we sit here. Mike Napoli heads into the second game of this Red Sox series with Texas with 10 home runs. He can still hit them. He can also still give a really good podcast. So here it is. One of the absolute favorites of the Bradfoe Show podcast. Last time he was on, he was sitting in front of a locker in Cleveland, and now he's sitting in the dugout at Fenway Park as a, at, with his sixth tour of duty for the Texas Rangers, as far as we know. Mike Napoli. Mike, how are you? I'm good. It's good to be in this dugout and uh, have some space. Yeah, so what you're talking about is they've rearranged the entire dugout. They put seats in Fenway Park. Ever since you left, when you left, this place was sort of a shithole, but now it's but now it's 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 brand new and everything's great. I, and you led the league in hugs. I haven't seen that many hugs since the Cubs came in here. And, and I gotta say this, Mike, you have mastered the art of the hug. Yeah. And I did notice that the hugs for the for the baseball players were a little hug different than the hugs for the female employees. Well, I mean, that's how it's supposed to be. That's fair. Uh, I mean, to get Pedroia to hug you is is really tough. So. <laughs> 
I had to let Butter know that he was putting his head on my chest to, to get in for the real thing. It, it was a little bizarre because he literally nestled his head yeah. into your bosom. He's a bad hugger. He kind of gives like the arms out, ass out kind of hug, like awkward hug. So I always make him, you know, come in tight for the for the real thing. So what do you miss most about Boston? I mean, it is and and you say oh the atmosphere and everything else. But what do you legitimately miss most about Boston? And you don't still have your place here, right? I do. I do still have it. I rent it out though um i don't know I, I miss the city i mean i actually really enjoyed um being around the city um you know i said it before i'm i feel like it's like me the people in the city blue collar you know they um it's how i grew up um so i mean being able to come to this park and play here every day was so cool um you know you, it's a packed house every night you're expected to to do well, and if you don't do well, they'll, they'll let you know about it. So, um, I mean, I really enjoyed those things. I mean, the, you go other places, and is there – Texas, you've been, like I said, you've been to Texas for, whatever, half your career. You've been to Anaheim. Um, you've been to Cleveland, and that was a great run last year. Congratulations on that. But, like, is there any other place like here? And, and I'm not only talking about, you know, between 7 and 10 at night, but the whole ball of wax, the whole deal. It's uh, it's pretty tough to be here. Um, that's why I think I enjoyed it so much. You know, it was, it was just full package. Um, so I mean, I don't think I, I mean, I won't sell that place unless I really have to. You know, <laughs> um, how much you rented it out for? A lot. Yeah, I mean, someone for eighteen months, about thirteen grand a month. So, so the same person? Same person. Uh, so is anyone we know? No. No. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't let any players in there. I mean, I I know myself. So. <laughs> so, so when you talk about Boston um, and being here, and obviously part of Mike Napoli in Boston was, like you said you roam the streets without a shirt on. You've done. You've done. You were one of the people. You were a man of the people in, in Boston. Uh, what's it like in? Because some guys don't like that. Some guys don't like there's more attention. There's, there's you can't go out. You can't do this. You can't do that. What is it like to be man about town in Boston? Well, I think that's, I mean, I'm never looking for the attention, but I'm just, I feel like I'm like everyone else. You know, I mean, it's, I'll go out and have a beer with you you know i mean well the, it doesn't hurt that it doesn't hurt that you don't have to pay for it either all right well i mean every, everywhere you go it's it's free i mean last yesterday i went to the yard house just to hang out for a little bit and you know they pick up my tab you know so i was trying to explain to a couple of coaches that this is what happens when you win a world <laughs> a championship in boston you get taken care of uh, so um but yeah i mean it's just a great city i mean i, I I like to I like to go out and have fun. I'm not afraid to be around people or have to have a security guard or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But um, I think that's what people love about me that I will go out and you know have a good time and um, not be this so-called special person that meets special needs or anything. You know, I just like to go out and have fun and, and be a regular person. Was there any time where you felt when you you have a moment? Give me a moment. Give me your give me your favorite moment of being um once again man about town because all i have to do and believe me i probably will when i surface this podcast i'll do the picture of you walking you know jacked up with your postseason girth uh walking through the down boylston street 
But any besides that, was there a moment like this is this is pretty cool. This is pretty cool to to be here to be in Boston. Oh, um, I mean, it's always the moment you sold your condo or rented out your condo and found out you didn't have to spend another dime in Boston. Um, I mean, obviously, after winning it and doing the whole spiel for the month party after, you know. Uh, I mean, that was cool. I mean, the, the whole parade. and. Uh, Do you remember the parade? A little bit. I remember driving the duck boat on, on the water. Yeah. See, or I wasn't really driving. I was just honking the horn, waving at people. See, here's the, here's the thing. When I say, "Did you remember? Do you remember anything?" and you say a little bit, assuming because you had a few cocktails, the part that you're supposed to remember isn't supposed to be the part where you're actually driving a vehicle. Yeah, uh, I probably shouldn't have said that. But, uh, no, but I mean, it was it was just so much fun. I mean, it was, I had so many so many emotions going on with the whole contract thing. Um, you know, I lost the World Series in Texas. I hadn't had another opportunity there and, and actually won it. Um, you know, I had one of the best years of my career. It was just so perfect. and um, So I'll never, obviously never forget that, but it was just that whole moment of being able to celebrate and do it here, win it here. Um, just how crazy the fans were. I mean, it was just... It was so perfect. Did you ever, in all the times you were obviously traded, 2014, and throughout since that time, was there any point where you thought there might be a glimmer of hope of you coming back here? Uh, I mean, uh, in keeping in touch with you know some of the guys, yeah. I mean, there was hope. Uh, I would, I would love to come back here and play. Um, uh, it's a special place for me. I, I understand the business part of. Uh, Know what goes on, so um, there was no hard feelings, and uh, I mean, I would have came back in a heartbeat. Is it weird you go over there and you do your hugs and everything else? There's not a lot of guys. There's not a lot of guys left. Now guys are hugging, and get, but you know some of these guys are coming. You I mean Hanley came over hugging? You never even played with Hanley Ramirez, but he's nice. You know, as that was. Yeah. But is it? But there's not a lot of guys left over. Is it a little strange now, seeing that? Oh well, yeah, it's not. It's, it's not really weird playing against them you know like I just played against Cleveland opening day and it was it was weird mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying we just came over the last game we played was game seven mm-hmm. where I'm opening the season against the guys that I just went through a whole year with and um, created great relationships and trying to have that edge was it was, it was tough yeah. I mean, you're playing facing Kluber you know like um, so it was weird but I mean what a lot of guys not being here it's not as weird you know to, playing against them coming back and playing here last year was weird for me you know yeah it was I mean it was just and then what they did for me you know on the on the uh jumbotron I mean it was just it was cool so I mean it was hard to to come back here and play a lot in speak today or as we sit here right now from the Red Sox point of view a big talk is about you know they're one game over 500 clubhouse this clubhouse that John Farrell you played for John Farrell. Tell me what type of manager is, and, I don't, and in terms of like how you view that, not only playing here but from the outside. Just I guess because it's the topic of the day, what type of guy, what type of manager he is? Yeah, I mean he was he was great with us, um, but that's that's just the nature of the beast, you know. I mean it's uh, you're expected to have a really good year every year. I mean they're 
had some uh, you know, trades and got supposed to be really good coming off a really great year. I think the presence of Poppy um, not being in that clubhouse and his production, it's tough. To, I mean, like, to have someone that everyone looks up to, um, kind of keeps everyone together, uh, is able to get into somebody's ass if he needs to, or, you know, saying he can control so many different things over there that when you lose a guy like him, it's it's tough. You know, it's, it's hard for someone to be able to step up and have that, that role. I mean, it's just cut dry and, and, and done. So, um, I think until someone and they come together, until someone steps up to that role, I mean, it's going to be tough, you know, but they are a game over 500. Yeah, but that's you not know, that's not acceptable. That's not, yeah, it's not good. You're, what, four games behind the Yankees? So it's not, it's unacceptable. So, um, I don't know, it's tough, you know, it's, just won a World Series two years ago. I mean, it would be fair to say that when you were here in 2013, especially, this was a clubhouse that sort of ruled itself. Mm-hmm. And this isn't a knock on Farrell, whatever, but you guys were able to sort of delegate yourself, and, and and that's I would imagine the best way to do it. Is that fair to say? Yeah, that's the way you want it to be done. Um, it's the way it is here. You know, we uh, meeting with Beltre. Yeah. I mean, we police ourselves. You know, we don't. We don't ever have to have the manager or anybody come and make sure everything's all right. You know, we there's something that's set in stone. We have rules. You, you know, you follow the rules. You guys are young. You do. You know, you everyone wants to do that and wants to be part of that to, you know, take it to the next guy and then the next year. And then people are learning how to be leaders. Um, so, I mean, that, for me, that that is huge. Everywhere I've been and I've won, mm-hmm. it's been like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? People don't... I think people undervalue um, chemistry and how how everybody interacts with each other. Veterans, I mean, there's not many veterans in the game anymore. No. You know, they're, they're, they're getting out, but who's teaching these kids how to how to go about their business the right way and play the game or even off-field stuff? Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's... It's all babies right well look at this two-year-olds and um so it's tough i mean david price just took a ball off the chest he makes 30 million dollars it's okay um but going back to when you were here like your last year here that's what i always said i said you know you know pedroia's sitting there you're sitting there and you're trying to figure out you got to get out of this slump how do i get going uh, and you don't want to have to really, I don't have to deal with a lot of the other stuff because you got to worry about yourself. Pedro is the same way, and Ortiz is, you know, Ortiz. But there wasn't, it wasn't like the year before, I didn't get the sense, that there wasn't a lot of other guys to sort of lean on because well, while you're going through a slump, you, you want someone else to deal with that stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, uh, it was a totally different team, though. I mean, we lost the whole middle of our mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we have Pedroia, but, you know, take away Steven, take away Ellsbury. Um, uh, Salty was gone, you know, so it was it was just a different feel. You had young guys coming in that are trying to get their feet wet right. and stay in the big leagues and, and trying to do what they have to do so they can stay there. And it's it kind of, you got people going different directions. Um, so, I mean, it was a totally different team to where we had all veterans 
Mm -hmm. I mean, we had Will, was probably our, our young guy, right? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. So, Xander comes up at the end, but yeah, it's Will. Yeah. He. Uh, so it was. It was all about us winning. Like no one cared about anything but winning. Like we knew how to pick each other up. We knew how to you know lean on each other. So it was. Uh, it was. Uh, it was one of the coolest teams that I don't think ever could be assembled chemistry-wise through every single person. It was, it was unbelievable. And it's, it's a tough thing because, you know, obviously you're not going to – you have Mookie Betts, you have Jackie Bradley, you have Andrew Benintendi, you have Xander Bogarts, but they're all, tw you know, 24, 23, 22, 26 years old. You're not going to say, well, we can't have them because they don't have experience. But like you said, I think that the chemistry and the leadership part of it, however you can find that, is pretty important. 100%. I think that that's where it starts. Because um, you can't have a bunch of guys going in different directions not having the same goal. Um, so when you, when the team comes together, there's nothing better than you guys knowing that and being able to lean on each other and pick each other up, have fun, wanting to come come to the park every day and, and interact with each other. Um, so, I mean, it's a, it's a big part of why teams are good. How important was Lovello? Uh, real important. He's he's smart. He's smart. I knew. I mean, I know him going over to Arizona. He he do a good job. I mean, they got a good. They had a good team. They were. Um, I don't want to say undervalued, but they just. They had they have players over there that could be well, and he's he's a smart guy. He knows the, the game really well, and uh, you know he's going to do really well over there. So the last question, because I know you got to go put on your new T-shirt that you just received. Um, I, since we are now f three or four years out, I can bring this subject up. Uh, one of my favorite moments in baseball, um, it, which was when you got your which was was this 2014? Uh, might have been 13. No, it was 14. 14. Because you were trying to get things going. You're trying to loosen things up a little bit. You get your shipment of bats in. Usually they say Mike Napoli on them. Louisville Slugger? Louisville, what is it? What, what's your uh, brand? Marucci. Marucci. Yes. We don't want, the fine folks at Marucci don't ever say that Marucci isn't creative, isn't sympathetic to their clients. What did you have done to your bat instead of it saying Mike Napoli? Uh, I might have had a couple lady friends' uh, name on the bats. Uh, um, whatever. Whenever I'd get a hit, I'd just keep using that one and... Uh, Took a while to find which one had hits, and uh, you know it was just a funny thing to do. Mess around with the guys; they thought it was great. And, uh, just I guess trying to slump busted, I guess. I've never. Have you ever? I mean, I, I don't. How did that come about? Because I've never seen that. I've never heard of that. How did? How, how did? Was this something one day you said? Well, was this a promise to one of the lady friends? No, I just thought it was. I it just came to me. I'm like, oh, it was just put someone's name on my bat. You know, it just. Uh, and I just did. I, I told Tom, like, hey, I need you to put these names on the bat. And he's like, oh, God, like, how's this going to go down? You know, so. Uh, but they did it, and uh, you know, I used them. Was Marucci, would they say, what, what the hell? What were you talking about? Nah, I mean, I didn't really hear anything, but it was, it happened. <laughs> the, I remember the first one. I remember the first name. Do you remember the first name? We're not going to reveal. Okay, we won't. All right, that's fine. Like, were, you, uh, were you surprised that nobody picked up on this? Because this went basically the entire year. Right? Yeah, I, I think I think some people picked up on it. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's over with now. 
I know, but it's one of the most creative, and, and we can sit here and applaud you. Of all the things I applaud you for, that is one of the greatest things. All right, Mike, well, once again, uh, one of the favorites for the podcast. Really appreciate it, and I finally came through. The, it's not a Mayor Marty Walsh T-shirt, which I still to this day say you got him elected by putting that on in the bar, but it is an App Bradford T-shirt. Thanks for, thanks for coming on, and thanks for accepting the T-shirt. Yes, thanks for having me. Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand-new 303 graphene detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be watching you. Tired of companies like Google and Facebook watching everything you do online? There's actually a simple solution. DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more. All for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with a push of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. How did one man go from the scion of a Bay Area sausage company to triple murderer? Bud Stewart was always just a little off the rails. I'm Natalia Gravich, and I explored this question and many others on The Sausage King, a new podcast from KCBS Radio and Odyssey. He would park the truck with the pig and the straw in front of my campaign headquarters. Didn't like to follow any rules. Subscribe and listen now on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.